I would start uh, without taking on any type of app um, that the positive work environment for you, for me, and for a certain person can be different, actually. So I guess it's it, it really connects uh, with the type of culture that you want to have on, on the organization. Welcome to The New HR, a podcast for HR professionals who strive for more than just compliance and paperwork. We believe that HR is at the heart of any organization. So our show is all about meaningful conversations with HR tech founders and high performers who are driving change in the industry. From employee journeys to HR platforms and wellness in the evolving corporate world, we cover it all. Now, here's your host, Mark Jackson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the new HR show. I'm your host, Mark Jackson, and today we're excited to have Vitor, the CEO of Tap My Back. Uh, Tap My Back is a uh, platform uh, for employee recognition and feedback that helps companies improve employee engagement by generating growth mindsets, developing proactive leadership, and giving management the ability to feel the pulse of the organization. We'll come back to that that comment, the, the pulse of the organization, I uh, would like to dive into that in the future. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Well, um, thank you, Mark, for having me. And um, I'm glad to be here. And uh, let's have this conversation about these topics that I, I love so much and uh, that I think that are very important for all the companies and organizations, not only for profit businesses. I agree with you there. Okay. So, just to dive right in, uh, if you could just share a few things about your background and, and what has brought you to uh, to where you are today. Yeah, sure. So I'm not, I don't have an HR background for, to, to start. Uh, I have a degree in uh, economics um, and uh, I also, I'm also, also a financial analyst. Uh, I studied in, in Portugal, where I'm, I'm from and where, where I am uh, right now as well. Um, I did work on financial markets at the beginning of my career, then did uh, some business consultancy, um, and I worked besides Portugal in, in France and Angola as well. And around 2016, more or less, um, because you know I always liked the entrepreneurship topics and how to create a business and how, honestly how to make money as well. Uh, it's part of you know uh, of, of of growing a business. And so around 2016, I decided to create a car maintenance marketplace. Uh, here in Portugal, uh, we have an important commercial partnership in Portugal. We also received some investments from an um, investment program, program based in Chicago. Uh, it was very interesting, but you know, I can arrive, and this is a different podcast, all the, f all, all the mistakes I did while trying to uh, create and grow that uh, car maintenance marketplace. But you know, this uh, startups ecosystem, tech ecosystem, uh, it's easy to get to know uh, everybody or almost everybody in the ecosystem. And some years ago, um, I met the CEO of uh, a venture builder uh, based in, in Lisbon. And that venture builder, um, by that time already, they own um, employee recognition and engagement tool that is, was and is Tap My Back. And, you know, we maintained our uh, relationship well, the relationship with this uh, person, with the CEO of the studio, uh, grew. Um, and by the end of 2020, you know, with the pandemic as well, with remote work, this type of tools, you know, um, became, became even more important. Uh, and so I kind of was more or less invited uh, to become the new CEO of Tap My Back. Um, and here, here I am now in the HR uh, tech industry. 
That's great. Did you say you started the marketplace when you were 16 years old? Uh, no, I didn't. Maybe it's, it was my English, sorry. Um, it was, yeah, no worries. But so I started that comments marketplace in 2026, uh, 20, sorry, 2016, 2016, 2016, 2016. 20, probably there was seven great. Okay, great. So if you could just tell us a, a bit of a, kind of a high level, what is tap my back, uh, who's using the software and who would you say is getting the most value? Well, I guess the most value is for all the people involved. And by people involved, I mean, you know, happy employees uh, and so happy managers uh, and shareholders. And by the end of the day, happy customers. Because if you have an happy and engaged team, that will be reflected on the service or the product that you are delivering uh, as, as well. So TapMyBack started in the early days as an employee recognition tool. Actually, I, I think this is also interesting to say that uh, so. It's, it started as an internal tool of a marketing agency here in, 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 in Portugal, in Lisbon, um, because, you know, that marketing agency was growing uh, pretty fast um, and the, the partners felt that it was important not to forget. They realized that it was important not to forget to recognize the good work that people uh, were doing, that actually it's, the, it's people that allow companies to, to grow. They created this tool, you know, just to give that tap uh, on, on the back. Um, it went well. And when they, the same partners decided to create that venture builder, they did a spin-off of the tool and created uh, Tap My Back. But it's not, nowadays it's not only about uh, employee recognition, it's also about private feedback. So recognition, of course, is a format of feedback, positive uh, feedback uh, that in the case of our platform is public inside organizations. So as it is positive, everybody can see it and also interact with, with the positive feedback with the tabs that other people, other colleagues are receiving. But then we also have private feedback. Uh, so something you know went wrong or you just want some feedback from your manager or from a colleague about something that you did on the company or presentation or whatever it is. Uh, you can also provide private feedback on skills. So then you can see based on peer-to-peer -peer, uh, private feedback, how are you evolving uh, regarding uh, specific skills, your skills, uh, art skills, soft skills, whatever are the skills, communication skills, etc. And then we also, as you already mentioned, uh, we also have post surveys. So it's also feedback at the end of the day, but it's a more passive type of feedback. Basically, normally managers and normally HR managers will send you know, a survey about how are you feeling or if you recommend this company to others or, you know, it can be whatever topic you, you, you like. The idea is the, it is that it's very quick surveys, quick to answer, just one, two questions. It can be born with, I recommend one or two questions. So you have a lot of people, you know, answer, answering for to to those surveys, and I, I mean, that's great. And when when you do, yeah, sorry, go uh, ahead. Just to finish, because you also asked, uh, who, who are the, the people or the companies that we are serving? Something like that. So nowadays, uh, we are serving organizations, and I always say organizations because there are also nonprofits that also use that my back in all continents uh, nowadays, but you know, most of our customers are based in the US and also in, in UK. Okay, in terms of size of businesses, would you say the entire spectrum, small, medium, larger? Yes, even though, uh, you know, more related to, to sales strategy, uh, we try to go to SMEs uh, because it's faster, the, the deal cycle is faster. We also have enterprise level companies that can to us that find uh, about uh, tap my back and we, of course we also serve enterprise level uh, companies so we serve the full spectrum 
um, and also in different industries. Uh, you know, we can be tech companies, startups, nonprofits, as I already mentioned, education um, organizations, um, factory-based um, uh, teams uh, as as well. So yeah, uh, it, it's more about the culture that um, those organizations already have and what they are trying to build up on, do, on, do, on that culture more than you know type of business uh, size of the of the of the organization um, or even region okay so in reading through your platform it's it's clear that executives can get real time insights about their employee engagement um, what what issues could be prevented uh, with tap my back uh, what what are the most common issues and and, and causes yeah so one of, one of them is or lack of you know motivation or, or engagement uh, so if you see that nobody well you can also launch surveys about those specific uh, topics and then you can you collect um, direct answers from it it also depends on how do you build the surveys and what type of questions that, that you have it will allow you to have more you know honest feedback let's let's say uh, and then also how do you treat data and how you let people know what are the the actions that you will take based on the data that you uh, collected uh, but uh, then if you see that people is providing positive feedback to other people inside their teams or to other departments, this is also an, in, an indicator of how motivated people people are celebrating together. Uh, if they have a good relationship uh, among people and among different departments and the bigger the, 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 the organization is, uh, more conflicts you can have uh, different uh, um, between different departments, you know, it comes, becomes a little bit more uh, like political, uh, let's let's say with with within bigger uh, within bigger 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 organizations. Sorry, um, and you can also you know track if people is doing well on a more emotional or mental health related um, topics. Uh, like we have a, a mood survey, uh, which is very easy to answer. Just you just click on the emoji how how you are feeling. But then, you know, managers, executives or HR managers um, can see the data of the organization. Like, imagine that there was a big change last week or last month on the organization uh, or even in the region or, or the country. And you see that the moods, um, the, the score of the mood uh, declined like a lot. So you can, in a, in, a, in a fast way to try to, you know, speak with the people, you can also see even if the data is anonymized you can see if there are certain departments or regions uh, that were more affected and so you can react faster um, if uh, someone is not feeling that that well or even if you don't know the person uh, at least you can try to start investigating and talk with with people to try to understand what happens or of course if you know that there was this important communication last week and the mood decreased probably probably uh, it's linked to that um, decision or, or communication that uh, was was made or the other way around and I'm going you know in, in specifics here but imagine that you want to uh, make um, a serious and complex uh, communication to, to to your team or organization uh, you can also try to understand what is the moment of the week or the month or the year where the mood is normally if you already are using the back for uh, some time of course where the morale is higher and so you can try to use that or to do that communication in that uh, stage of the the week or the month 
tool, uh, you know, uh, communications that can be a little bit more complex for instance. Interesting. Broad, broadly speaking, is there a time of the month where morale is generally higher? I so it can depend from account to 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 to, to count, of course. Uh, but I would say that the beginning of not 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 the 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 month, but beginning of the week, normally um, morale is is higher. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Not not the beginning or the ending of the month. Uh, at least not that I know. Maybe, but not that yeah. I know. I imagine I can, at I the can. end of the month, there's a lot. Yeah. Of- I can investigate. There's a lot of pressures to get tasks and and hit numbers and things and do that nature. And then you have the month, you're kind of starting at zero again. So that that could be a little deflating as well. So interesting. So the beginning of the week for sure. All right. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts and and insights about how to build a a positive uh, work environment and establish uh, company culture with, with your app or, or yeah. uh, whatever you'd like to share. Yeah, I, I, I would start uh, without taking on any type of app um, that the positive work environment for you, for me, and for a certain person can be different, actually. So I guess it's it, it really connects uh, with the type of culture that you want to have on, on the organization, but also the culture and the, the region where, where you are in, in, in the globe uh, with uh, different uh, values. Um, but of course, there are some common stuff um, that I would recommend, um, at least nowadays, with more modern types of uh, management, uh, is like to be transparent. Um, of course, I do understand, and um, the bigger the company is, um, there are some sensitive data that you cannot share, you know, uh, every day or uh, without being cautious. Uh, but at least with your team, um, from a manager to 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 the team, share uh, the data, uh, not only the data, but share the reason why people are doing stuff. Why do we need to do this task or this activity? Um, people need to be engaged. People need to understand what is the reason uh, behind the, the tests and the, the activities. Maybe this can you know work on the short term. Uh, you just pass the tasks, you just give orders and people will execute that. But you know, uh, as time uh, passes, people will feel you know less motivated, um, disengaged, and that will tend to increase your employee turnover. So I guess transparency um, and explaining, you know, and discussing the why, why you are doing the stuff. Uh, it's and sometimes why trying to achieve this KPI or that or that goal as well. Uh, it's good, and that will help to build trust uh, among the members and uh, from managers to the, the, the people that is uh, on, on that team or on that uh, organization. Uh, so I would say from my point of view, uh, transparency um, um, and um, building 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 trust and uh, everybody understanding the why, people will feel more empowered um, to, to achieve the, the goals, uh, come up with suggestions, come up with different solutions. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's, that's important and I'm not sure if I completed answers, uh, answered your question, but on a, on yeah, a generic and more agree. global level, I think that's, that's very important. Having them know the why and definitely the mission mm-hmm. is, is definitely the, the end state of, of where you're trying to go and trying to, you know, connect the, all of the tasks yes. to, to where they are yeah. going. Cause you know. Quite often, if it's done in a vacuum, they don't necessarily know that task X has 
you know, an end state that's going to move move the needle towards your uh, towards your mission. And the impact in terms of receiving. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, in terms of receiving. Sorry, just yeah, to interrupt. Just, just to add one more thing, and maybe that can be uh, important not only when you already have people on the company, uh, but maybe when you are doing recruit recruitment as well. You know, to 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 be transparent about why you are doing this, what is your uh, purpose, and I know that purpose is uh, like a buzzword that everybody is using, but it's 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 true and it's it's important. Um, so you can align expectations already in the recruitment phase, and so if that people can, if that person comes aboard, you know, probably the the employee turnover will not be that high uh, compared to people that come aboard with you know disaligned uh, expectations. If you don't, if you are not, you know, transparent enough uh, and open enough in the in the recruitment stage. That's a good point. I hadn't I hadn't really thought of that. That's that's an excellent point. Um, I guess tying into that, you know, obviously it's it's often noticed uh, noted the difference between being a leader and being a boss. Uh, what do you what do you think? Uh, apart from some of the stuff that we've touched on already, the transparency, the mission, the why, what do you think are are some of the values that great great leaders uh, share? Yeah, we already discussed some of some of the points. Um... I think that to be a leader compared to be just a manager is that you are willing to be challenged. Um, and, you know, I think that nobody, you know, the first reaction of everybody when we are being challenged uh, is like being defensive. It's, it's, it's the first reaction. And that's, that's okay. It's human nature. Uh, but the, the leader uh, will recognize and understand, okay, it's good that they have these team members that come up with different ideas that don't agree every time with me because at the end of the day we will get better solutions if we discuss the the topics the the why or the means to get to the to the to the why so you know i think a, a big difference is someone that is willing um to have these objections from from team members uh, or from people from other departments if you if you are just a manager or if you're um, department um, opposed by just giving orders and expect that people just say yes sir <laughs> or yes ma'am and um, and I think that's that's a big difference be- between being a leader and a, a manager so yeah, of course we already talked about the the wide the, the transparency uh, and I have you know I have to say that feedback uh, is important for everybody but if you are in a management position and I know that the days and the weeks pass very quickly because you have a lot of stuff to 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 achieve and and to do and sometimes people just forget basic but important uh, things but not to forget to provide feedback to to people and it doesn't matter if it's um just uh, uh, an intern that just arrived to the, the company and is is new in the um in the workplace or in the you know the first first experience working or even if it's a, a senior or even somebody that is, you know, you are a manager and uh, you can also provide in a different, you know, in a different format, but you can also provide feedback to somebody that is uh, on a C-level position on that uh, organization. Uh, of course, the same feedback, the same content, depending on the person profile, um, not only the position, but also the profile uh, should be delivered in, in a different uh, format, the way, you, the way you speak, the words that you use, of course. But feedback is always always um, valuable, uh, and not only giving, but also asking or requiring feedback so you can keep improving um, yourself, uh, or at least 
understand if you are in the right path uh, or or not according of course this is subjective but the more feedback you have from uh, more people um, the more scientific let's say it's not science uh, but the more accurate will be that feedback at the end of the day so yeah not only positive feedback that is important to celebrate with your team members when you achieve an important milestone or also another thing that it's incredible it's not only for leaders but leaders should set the, the example to say thank you uh, it doesn't hurt I know that again people is already expecting that somebody was doing is doing something and you don't have to to say thank you to every little detail uh, that is done during the day but from time to time right. it's important not to forget to say you know thank you for that uh, even if it's not you know the extra mile but doesn't hurt at the end of your sentence yeah I received it thank you or yeah good job um it doesn't hurt at all and you know yeah if you tend to forget this even if you know it's important it can happen you know you can set up reminders if needed a weekly reminder uh if it's too complex or analog you can also have tools like pet my back that have those automatic reminders sure. for you uh, for positive feedback for the recognition part but also you know to do check-ins with your team uh, to provide some kind of one-on-one -on -one, uh, feedback as well yeah, definitely kindness and ask and and thanking people is 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 a big one. Yeah, uh, for sure. How do you, how do you balance? You know, uh, on one hand, leaders that you know forget to say thank you all the time, and then you have another constituency or group of people that thank. Well, I don't know if you can really thank people too much, but you want it to be meaningful when they receive a thank, mm -hmm. right? You want to you want it to not be. Uh, just somebody clicking like buttons on a on a platform and and it it kind of diminishes the value of it. You know, if you have a boss that you haven't that really doesn't give kudos very much and then reaches out to you and says thankful, it has a lot more weight and gravity and importance to than than just receiving likes all the time. So, a any thoughts in terms of how to balance that when you're using a, a platform? Of course, like. When using a platform, for instance, in our case, uh, we have this scarcity uh, option that is you limit the amount of taps that a user can 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 give to others, like two times per week, five times per month, or whatever you think is uh, reasonable. So this way, you don't have you know 100 likes per day, uh, if you want to call it that way. And so when people receive it, uh, it will have more value. And also the person that is giving the positive feedback, the praise, the recognition, uh, will take the time to decide, okay, this type of action really deserves recognition. The other people really need to see that how good this person did uh, this time. So it's positive on both sides for the person giving is more, is more thoughtful uh, about about it when giving and, you know, the, the other person receiving, okay, uh, it's not just once a year, but maybe it's just once or twice a month that I receive recognition, but, you know, it's still it's still important um and platform wise um yeah i think this type of limitation will will help what 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 shouldn't happen is like that leader that gives very many many meaningful recognition but is once per once per year once per year maybe the next time that person will not be even there uh so yeah you have to balance uh, of course not not too many, uh, so it will lose value, but you still have to, you know, once a month, once a week, depending on the case, recognize uh, people. What's what's the best way for a leader to, to 
you know, in the in the aggregate when you're dealing with a larger team to to get feedback from the team, honest feedback from the team. Obviously, you receive a survey, an internal survey. The first thing that a lot of people goes through a lot of people's minds is is if I um, say something, you know, it's going to come back and hurt me in some sort of a review against my manager or somebody senior. It's almost like going to a, a, a corporate town hall. You know, nobody wants to stand up because it puts a bit of a target on your back. How do you get that that honest feedback from your your uh, your team? Again, you have to build the, the culture, uh, right? So people can feel safe uh, when giving feedback on a town hall or with a platform or drinking a coffee with with somebody. Uh, all of that is different formats uh, of 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 feedback. Uh, when if you know you should build on that trust and openness type of of culture when sending a survey for instance if it's you know to rate your manager it should be anonymous survey um of course if normally it will be like the hr department in that case to launch that that survey the hr department should also you know from time to time talk with people and explain um you know uh, in a in a in a meeting in a all ends or something like that if five minutes to explain, okay, we are going to launch this type of surveys, uh, this is completely anonymous, uh, and also only our department, the HR department, uh, will analyze the results, even if they are uh, anonymous. So you always need to communicate um, with with people. So building the, the culture, and of course, to build the culture, you have to communicate clearly as well, and also ask to inputs from, from, from people. Uh, but then Every time or from time to time when you are launching these kind of surveys, for instance, if survey is the way to collect that type of uh, feedback, you should communicate with people before the survey. And after the survey, you should not forget, you know, always to to, to show that some actions are being uh, taken. Otherwise, people, why people will be answering surveys? If they don't see nothing being done, uh, it's, it's pointless. So it's not only about the information or the feedback itself. It's about how you uh, set the culture before and, you know, explain people and listen to people. And after the feedback, a survey or not, you also need to show people that you are doing something that is useful uh, to everybody um, with that um, information or feedback. How about how about the, uh, the brevity of the survey? Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of 20-minute surveys okay. and, and it, actually in the last year. I've seen a number of 20-minute surveys. So Yeah. I imagine that, you know, from time to time or in some industries, if it's like a safety survey, surveying the oil industry, I understand that that's important and it has to be like that. But most of the surveys don't need to be like that. If it's, you know, to understand how your people is doing, if it's uh, about making some changes um, in the company, it's, if, if it's about the next company party, uh, you know, for the for Christmas or something like that, it's better to have, you know, 10 surveys during the a time frame, like during the year with one question, than having uh, two or three surveys with 10, 10 questions. Because that will be the, the reaction. You are, you know, you have so many stuff to do during the, the work day and you just received, you know, one more email with a survey that says, in, it, sometimes it says at the beginning, it's only two minutes and then you start doing it and 10 minutes go and 15 minutes already passed and you are still doing that. So every time that you, you, you need to collect data, 
understands what and feedback understand what is the you know the most important most important information that you really need and try to transform that in a one or two three maximum three questions uh, survey and if you need to- yeah and you can always have like at the end of it a, a, an open forum so if they have something else that's critical that they want to share at the moment they they can even if it's unrelated to whatever you're communicating exactly. about, for yeah. sure um, I, I did, you know, obviously I noticed when I reviewed the, the platform that you have integrations with uh, Slack and uh, and Teams. Based on your experience, how do you, uh, uh, how do you maintain a, a human approach and engagement uh, even when Teams are remote? Yeah. So, of course, it's not and it will never be the same uh, talking with somebody you know in person compared to digital tools even if it's video video tools it's it's not the same thing let's let's be honest but uh having a remote workforce uh as that's that 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 con but you also have a lot of pros so it's all you are always balancing and uh, when a company decides to be remote or hybrids or a full in-person uh, workplace uh always try to balance the pros and, and, and cons. If you are fully remote, uh, so you have to, to, to use the tools that will help you minimize the impact or of not having you know, direct communication um, on a daily basis on an on a in-person um, level. Slack and uh, Microsoft Teams, of course, help a lot. And again, with the pandemic, uh, the usage of these tools increased like a lot. And I think Microsoft Teams even, what I think it's, it's it's true. And Microsoft Teams grew e- even even more because companies that already have the Office uh, Microsoft Office uh, stack um, just adopted Teams that were it was just there on their on their stack but not being used so much. Um, so of course you can do video calls. You should not also abuse video calls, otherwise you will not work or you will be you know switching from one call to another and your brain at the end of the day will be you know exhausted, completely exhausted. Um, but you can also use, for instance, as we have the integration with uh, Teams and uh, with Slack, you can use your other tools like TapMyBack, you know, to provide that recognition because recognition is not only about motivating people um, and showing others what's, uh, what people is doing right, but also uh, telling uh, in an implicit way what are the company values because every time that you praise somebody, you can also select a badge that normally are the company values. So you can do that on Black and on on Teams with that my back. You can also, you know, have the private feedback uh, through those 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 integrations and also launch post surveys that will be answered inside Microsoft Teams and inside um, Slack. Um, for full re- uh, you know full remote workforces, I think these kind of uh, tools and the even authors are very important to keep the communication and the culture of the company that goes along with the type of communication that's that you have and even if you are in a hybrid uh, you know uh, hybrid type of workplace or even in person these tools are still useful right you just balance the amount of um in 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 person uh, meetings and conversations with digital uh, solutions and digital channels as well uh, and i can give you give you our own example uh, we are a hybrid workforce yeah so we go on Tuesdays, normally on Tuesdays, we go to the office and it's great. We are having, you know, coffee with a colleague to talk not only about work and to solve some issues uh, related to work and have some new ideas because they are generated in a more 
uh, spontaneous way, I, I would say, if it's in person, uh, but also, you know, socially to connect with other people. We are human beings and uh, in the case of companies and in the case of organizations in, in general, we have to achieve goals, but, you know, we are based in emotions, uh, to, to, to be honest. Um, so it's also important to connect on a human level with other people and it helps a lot uh, to do that in person. But the other days of the week, uh, the, the other four days of, of the week that we have, we use the digital tools, you know, to do daily stand-ups with, with the team, to solve, with, to solve blockers uh, faster. As I already explained like a lot, and uh, uh, we use also Tap My Back. In our case, we use uh, Slack um, to also communicate more on, on a written way. Um, so yeah, there are a bunch, nowadays a bunch of, not a bunch, like a lot of digital tools that can help you, uh, you know, communicate properly uh, and try to keep people uh, people together. Great. Um, I, I noticed that you recently made a, a post on LinkedIn that referred to employees' uh, surveys as uh, worthless if they don't, and we already touched a little bit on this, if if they don't act uh, on the right behalf. So could you please tell us a little bit about, you know, creating engaging surveys and receiving valuable feedback from employees? I know we touched on it a little bit, but uh, feel free to share on any expanded ideas that you have in terms of tips mm -hmm. or how uh, or how your software can can help in that respect. Yeah. So, for instance, what what I was also mentioning, like if you are using already Microsoft Teams or Slack, uh, why to send people to a specific link to go to the browser to have a ten questions uh, survey? Uh, you can just send a survey for instance with 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 that my back through Teams or through Slack. People get that notification. It's probably just a one question that they have to choose. It can be multiple choice. Can be open answer whatever. They provide the feedback and it's done. It, it, for the employee, it was like one minute. It's it's crazy. And then you have the real-time data being collected as well. So the C-level executives or the HR managers, depending on the case, can see real-time data uh, being gathered um, in, uh, you know, and they can analyze it very, very quickly on our, on our um, dashboards. Um, so yeah, that's, that will be one of my suggestions, uh, like, if you already have a communication tool, try to integrate stuff there so people don't have to go to uh, and be distracted by going to uh, a new uh, tab, for instance. Keep it short, mm -hmm. as short as possible. It will also, keeping it short will also help you analyze the results instead of looking to 10 different type of um, of questions. And the other thing that you said actually also also is a good idea. Like, can be just one question or two questions, but then you have the comments, the open comments, um, uh, text fields so people can always share some more some more stuff yeah I, I do like the the idea of the uh, of the quick surveys um, you know certainly obviously you can you know if you're in a face-to-face -face meeting you can go around the table and have everybody talk about the the uh, the issue that's in front of you but I find that there's two challenges that that rise up in in, in uh, I guess my history is that uh, number one in the room generally speaking there's a strong personality so quite often they'll say what what uh, what they're thinking the solution is or what needs to be done and a lot of the people that are a little bit more introverted or unlike not shy but definitely introverted they'll kind of bandwagon on to that particular person and 
you really want to hear what they have to say because let's be honest, there's there's a lot of brilliant people that are introverts. So you want to drag that that valuable information um, out of out of them and and help them understand that they can be. You know, leaders aren't necessarily just the management or the loudest person in the room. There's, you know, everybody at every level has to has to lead, and and really we uh, we want that info because there's some quite often there's some some gold uh, in those comments from people that don't normally speak up in a, a personal interaction. Whereas if it's a survey, they don't have the fear of putting up their well, nobody puts up their hand, but it's speaking out. At, at a at a at a round table. Yeah, that's a very good point. And actually, to be honest, I felt that. And normally, I speak a lot of, during during uh, company meetings, um, and where uh, so we are part of a group that I make as part of a group. So sometimes there are other meetings with other C, C, C level uh, people. And normally, you know, I don't have any problems talking. But you always have t- the time of the meeting, right? So it, if it's thirty minutes, it's thirty minutes, and uh, you will not have more time to to uh, expand on your ideas or propose your ideas or what or your point of views. So yeah, definitely. Of course, you should have meetings. We are not saying that you shouldn't have meetings and ask opinions up into doing <laughs> meetings, but having more than one channel, more than one way to do stuff and collect uh, information and feedback, it's always a good idea. That's that's a great way of looking at. It. So, as CEO, what would you say your management style is with your team? Yeah. So I hope that is based on what we are uh, already have been discussing. Year, like trying to be transparent and to be honest and going back to the interviews to the recruitment stage uh, even you know for um, boot campers uh, that basically are you know uh, university level uh, interns people come students that are still in university that come through to some couple a couple of months of internship even with them I tell okay this is where we are during the interview this is where we are these are the resources that we have uh, these are the goals that we need to to achieve um, and more or less, this will be um, what what you are going to do here. And I also tell them: uh, so we are not, you know, a very big company. Uh, we are a tech company. Uh, we are, you know, agile, and we, uh, our our work is based on sprints. So you can come today, and this will be our test, your tests. But in, in a couple of weeks, that can change like a lot. So for a lot of people, this is too challenging, um, but. But that that's okay. If it's not for them, uh, that's okay. Other people can can come and profit from this um, from this experience. So yeah, this is just an example of how I try to be, you know, direct, transparent, trying to provide and also collect um, feedback, of course, because I think that will it will save a lot of time, effort, and energy uh, in in the end if you if you are you know transparent and communicate uh, openly about what you are trying to achieve and res- the resources that you have and how, how, you, how you are doing uh, stuff. Um, so I try to start not only on day one when a new people is in the company, but even before that. Uh, so day one will be, you know, and the days that follows will be even better. Um, like if, if I wasn't so direct and transparent during the recruitment stage as, as well. And as our tool is a feedback tool, positive and also a uh, private type of uh, feedback. We really do things like that uh, on our on our company. So we praise people for for sure. Uh, we also have rewards attached to, to that recognition. I didn't mention yet, uh, but basically on our case, it can be different for other use cases. 
but each step that the person receives uh, in our organization gets uh, 10 USD uh, that they, they can then accumulate and redeem on whatever um, they, they want, like Amazon gift cards or donate to a nonprofit or whatever uh, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, all the clients have more custom type of uh, rewards like company swag, um, et, et cetera. Um, and uh, also private feedback. So as I tend also to forget some stuff, uh, and I, I also have a lot of on, on my plate, I have to have my back reminders, you know, to do check-ins with my team, to ask uh, feedbacks uh, like, how was your last, your last week? Do you need some extra help from me or from the team so we can prepare better the, the next sprint next week that um, comes right after? So, yeah, I think this is more or less the, the type of, um, you know, management that that I try to do with with our team here at um, tap my back um and honestly what what I try to to achieve is that not only the company but also me um as a person as a professional and my colleagues and also the boot campers we can grow together honestly you know um the 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 idea and in this changing world and <laughs> Now with the generative AI, um, the world is changing even 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 faster. It's very important that we are always learning, always adapting. Um, and if we go uh, and do that with more people, it's easier and less painful than uh, if you try uh, just you know by yourself. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, before wrapping things up, there's a question that we ask every guest, and that is, what's the future of the HR industry? Uh, five to 10 years from now. I know that's a big horizon. Sometimes we're thinking things are going to change in five to 10 minutes, about five to 10 years. But, you know, what's what's your perspective on on the horizon? Yeah, but, and I'll, I was already touching a little bit of that with the generative uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, uh, yeah. Things are changing very, very quickly. Like my, my mind is blowing every week with, with that, to be honest. Um, and we already saw actually in the last... Two three years now that with the pandemic there were a lot of changes in, in the well in the world but also in the HR world uh, we we see much more companies going remote or at least hybrid um, we saw and that actually was also positive you know HR personnel now has more responsibility and the stronger words in the organizations and I think that's that's important very important actually um, but I think that the next changes will be even faster uh, with what is going on with generative um, in, in, uh, artificial intelligence uh, because this is like a revolution. Um, and in the short term, there are some you know jobs or at least 80% of the tests of one job uh, is no longer needed because the machine can, can do it. But that will also generate new jobs, um, new, new types of uh, roles that will be needed in, in, the, in the market. But we need to to everybody needs to to adapt to that changes quickly because if not in the short term it can be very very um, painful. So I think we will have a lot of shifts uh, in the type of employees that you have in different industries, new industries uh, probably being created as as well. But uh, to end it on with a optimistic note, um, I think that like with the last. Um, industrial and technological revolutions that we had uh, in the history of uh, humankind, this will come with more prosperity, um, I do believe. And I think, and to finish with an even more positive note, that this can be um, um, a very important uh, argument, a very important um, 
factor uh, to help us go and change from a five days work week to a four days work week. Uh, I'm normally posting and discussing this like a lot because I'm a believer that with the efficiency that we have nowadays in the processes, in the industries, there's no reason to work five days uh, a week anymore. We can shift to four days a week. Is, are the other four days a little bit longer? Or? Uh, no, I think that with the efficiency that uh, we achieved is, you know, the, the same amount of hours per week, but four days. So you, you just cut one day and those hours of the day. Okay. Interesting. That's great. That well, sounds, like, uh, sounds like a bright future. Vitor, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, thanks so much uh, for your time today. Where can people... Um, learn more about Tap My Back and, and get in touch with you. Yeah, sure. So uh, you can go to tapmyback.com or just Google it. Um, and of course, uh, we are also very active on, on LinkedIn mostly. Uh, so if you want to engage with our team or with, or with me, please, you know, send us an email or go to my profile and uh, I'm happy to have a chat with you. That's great. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to The New HR. We hope this episode has given you some fresh perspectives and practical ideas for improving your workplace. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to connect with us. And before you go, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and our YouTube channel so you don't miss any episodes. Until next time.